Sonnets by Henry Kendall, read for LibriVox.org, by Larry Wilson. To N. D. Stenhouse, Esquire Dark days have passed, but you who taught me then to look upon the world with trustful eyes are not forgotten. Quick to sympathize with noble thoughts, I've dreamt of moments when your low voice filled with strains of fairer skies. Stray breaths of Grecian song that went and came, like floating fragrance from some quiet glen in those far hills which shine with classic fame of passioned nymphs and grand-browed godlike men. I sometimes fear my heart hath lost the same sweet sense of harmony, but this I know, that beauty waits on you where'er you go, because she loveth childlike faith. Her bowers are rich poet with glad perennial flowers. Elizabeth Barrett Browning A lofty type of all her sex, I ween, My English brothers, though your wayward race Now slight the soul that never wore a screen, And love too well to keep her noble place. Ah, bravest woman that our world hath seen, A light in spaces wild and tempest-tossed, in every verse of thine behold we trace the full reflection of an earnest face and hear the scrawling of an eager pen o sisters knowing that you've loved and lost i ask where shall we find its like and when that dear heart with its passion sorrow crossed and pathos rippling like a brook in june amongst the roses of a windless noon sir walter scott the bard of ancient lore, like one forlorn, he turned enamoured to the silent past, and searching down its mazes grey and vast, as you might find the blossom by the thorn, he found fair things in barren places, cast and brought them up into the light of morn. Lo, truth resplendent as a tropic dawn, shines always through his wondrous pictures, hence the many quick emotions which are born of an imagination so intense. The charger's hoofs come tearing up the sward. The claymores rattle in the restless sheath. You close his page and almost look abroad, Where highland glens and windy leagues of heath. Let me here endeavor to draw the fair distinctions Between the great writers, or some of the great writers of Scott's day. Borrowing at the same time a later name, I shall start with that strange figure, Percy Bysshe Shelley. He was too subjective to be merely a descriptive poet, too metaphysical to be vague, and too imaginative to be didactic. As Scott was the most dramatic, Wordsworth the most profound, Byron the most passionate, so Shelley was the most spiritual writer of his time. Scott's poetry was the result of vivid emotion, Wordsworth's of quiet observation, Byron's of passion, and Shelley's of passion and reflection. Scott races like a torrent, Byron rolls like a sea, Wordsworth ripples into a lake, Tennyson flows like a river, and Shelley gushes like a fountain. As Tennyson is the most harmonious, so Shelley is the most musical of modern bards. I fear to touch upon that grand old man, Coleridge. He appears to me so utterly apart from his contemporaries. He stands like Tenerife, alone. Can I liken him to a magnificent, thunder-scorched crag with its summits eternally veiled in vapor? 
H. K. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.